we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures you restore my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin rule we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned. There is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. John 8, 30-32, here's what it says. As he spake these words, many <laughs> believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now we've been dealing with this, I think, but probably two months now. This one scripture, about two months, but this is critical. Listen to me. It is critical. I make no apologies. Those of you who just tuning in, this is how we do it. We want to break this word down so it's going to get deep down on the inside of us that we can understand the word of God because we don't preach the word just so we can meet a quota of, of hearing preaching. We live by the word. We believe that this word is what gives us the results that we're looking for. This word here in John 8 says this. He says that if you follow this word that I'm giving you here, you're going to know the truth and the truth going to make you free. We gave you a long list of stuff at the beginning of this teaching series and that we're believing that once we're done with this series, you're going to be freed from. We gave you a long list of things. Anger, depression, um, suicidal thoughts, inferiority complex, uh, uh, hypochondria, uh, just all manner of conditions, um, um, sexual perversion, uh, confusion with your sexual orientation. We're believing that as, when we're done with this teaching, you're going to see deliverance in these areas of your life because the Bible says that once you know the truth, the truth is going to make you free. Every time you find yourself in bondage, you are in bondage because there's a lie that exists that needs to be debunked, destroyed, and dismantled by the truth of the word of God. All right, watch this now. He says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The, the result of knowing the truth is that you're made free. The way to know the truth is to continue in his word. I'm working backward now. And this is why we are now on this little piece that we're on now, talking about the power of the power of revelation. Because we told you when it says if you continue in my word, he doesn't talk, watch this, he doesn't mean continue in the Bible. Yes, you are to continue in the Bible, but that's not what he's referring to here. 
when he says continue in my word he is not referring to continuing in scripture he's talking about continuing in the revelation that I've released to you John 6 63 I believe I'm right he says this is it 63 or 53 he says the words that I speak they are spirit and they are life I want you to continue in the spirit food that I'm giving to you if you continue in this then you want be my disciples then you want know the truth and the truth gonna make you free all right so there are many people that are claiming to be disciples but they are disciples because they ain't continuing in the word and the word again is not scripture he says this word um watch this um where is it matthew 3 and 3 i believe it is where he says uh man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god so word then proceeds out of the mouth of god word is not necessarily what you read in scripture Bishop, you didn't say this so much times. I know, but I got to keep on saying it because I need us to get it. I need you to. I need. I need us to, to kill this whole idea that because I have memorized plenty of scripture that I know truth and I get revelation and I free. We got to kill that. That's a lie from the pit of hell. People believe that because they know plenty of scripture, they got faith. Scripture don't equate to faith. Word does. You got to know the word in order to have faith, not know scripture. We have too many religious people that filled up with scripture but do not glory be to God do not know the word of God all right that's enough of that we are now then answering a question the question is this so I went to a meeting one night <laughs> and my heart wasn't right I went to a meeting and someone prophesied to me so I hear you Bishop I hear you talking about uh, if I continue in this word I'll be um, a disciple indeed so I need to know what the word is help me to understand what is this word now parenthetically you only receive word by spirit not by flesh so even though a man of God speak to you that's still got to be spirit to spirit you got to hear by the spirit of God so you go to a meeting and one man of God release a word over your life and now you confuse because I won't continue in this word, but I ensure this word for me. I ensure this is the word of God concerning me. It sounds good. Everybody was shouting in church, and I fell down because everybody before me who got prophesied to, they fell down, so I fall down too. Because I don't want them to think I ain't saved, and it don't look good if the whole line fall down and only you one standing up. You know that I ain't look good. So if everybody's falling down, you gotta fall down too, so you can know you saved too, and you receive your word right okay so i got the word i fall down but now that i am up and i in my house and i driving home or in my car driving home or in the house but i ain't sure this word for me or you was reading something and something jumped in your spirit or you were sleeping and you had one dream and you believe you got a word from the lord or you was in church and your pastor preached and you believe you got a word from the lord but you ain't sure how do i confirm how do I know that this is the word of God for me? How do I know this dream is a direction from God? How do I know this prophet right? Because every good word ain't a God word. 
Say it again. Every good word ain't a God word. So how do I know this the word of God for me? Y'all stay here, buddy. Stay, senior man, don't leave. Girlfriend, don't leave. All right. I told you that the strategy that the Lord gave to me, he gave me a strategy from Matthew chapter 18. And the strategy is this. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. I almost there. I get excited. Don't forget, now the topic tonight is you are, no, hold on. Neighbor, you are not the father. All right. He says, let every word be confirmed out of the mouths of two or three witnesses. That's what the Lord said to me as I was grappling with this years ago several years ago because you know starting to flow prophetically God's starting to give you you're getting little imprints little messages in your spirit you're feeling little witness on certain things and that inner man you feel a little stuff you're starting to you know you give one or two prophecies and they was dead on then the next seven you miss just tell the truth so you know so I needed to know for sure I started to preach started to get invited different places and you know and you know you feel that little buzz to lay hands because you think you got a word for people but you ain't sure this word right and so I got to the place where like God now you got to help me father help me know how to know if this is you or this is me so he gave me this text out of the mouths of two or three witnesses let every word be established watch this now hold on so now, what are these witnesses? Um, what are these witnesses that we can use so that we can know that the word is established? Give us some witnesses, Lord, that we can use so that we can know this word is established. So here we go. The first witness that he says that we use is the written word. When you hear something you believe is God, there's going to be scripture to back this up. If you can't back this thing up with scripture, rightly dividing the word of truth, no fool that I got. Because there got to be scriptural confirmation. There will always be a scripture, no, scriptures, not just a scripture, I don't like that, a scripture. There will always be scriptural um, support to whatever you think is God. Number two, you see how fast I leave that? I, I want to get here today. Number two, you test it against scripture. Number two, you test it against the nature of God. You got a word, you got to make sure that thing line up to the nature of God. Here are the four things the Lord gave me relative to his nature. So we're judging this word. We, we are making sure this word um, is established. This is true revelation. This is a word of the Lord for me. So number one is the written word. Number two is nature of God. Under the nature of God, there are four things. Number one, it is the fact of, of repentance. Does this word lead to repentance? Does this word... Will the result of this word be people changing their mind? You know, repent means to change your mind, change your direction, to turn in the opposite. You know, people say this, oh, I'm going to make a 360 degree turn. Well, I did too much mathematics to hear that and let that go. Please don't make a 360 degree turn because you're going to end up right back where you start. All right? You want to make the best turn to make is a 180 degree turn. All right? So you can be going in the opposite direction. Yeah. So, so then he says, uh, the word must bring repentance if it's from me. It can always create change. When God speaks, it creates change. Number two, it got to be in order. God is a God of order. Let all things be done in, in 
decently and in order. Number three, holiness. God ain't going to give you no word that going to lend towards you being unholy. God don't function like that. Jesus says, Lord, I want to be holy like me and you holy. There's this constant call for us to live in holiness. And so if God give you a word, that thing is going to push you in the direction of holiness and others as well. Number four. Number four, excuse me, is, uh, is the truest essence of the nature of God, which is love. If God has given you a word, check that word to see whether the love of God is being expressed through it. God says, oh, my chest, oh, my, oh, my love, I chastise. So in other words, even my, my chastening is done in love. God don't do nothing outside of love. So we have repentance, order, holiness, love. The nature of God. Here we go to number three. Are you ready? Are you ready? Number one, the written word. Number two, the nature of God. Number three, listen to me carefully. Number three, the third witness in knowing that this is a word from the Lord. Now, some people are saying, well, where does the Holy Ghost come? You don't hear God except by the Holy Ghost. So he's there from the beginning. The Spirit of God is how you hear. All right? So, so um, he reveals it to us by the Spirit of God. So let's don't, let's, don't, let's don't get it interested now. So here it is in the context that we're teaching it. The third witness is the spiritual authority in your life. Who is the spiritual authority in your life? That is the third witness. So you have a word and you want to confirm that this is a word from the Lord for you. Number one, you check it against the written word. Number two, you check it against the nature of God. Number three, and this way half the church walk out, check it against the spiritual authority in your life. The, not a, the spiritual authority in your life and now we got a problem because church folk don't like how that tastes oh i ready to jump in it now i am so ready to go at this i want to say something before i even jump into the spiritual dimensions of this word let me say this to you because uh for those in the United States, they are on it now. Their elections, a couple of weeks. We are we getting into election season now in the Bahamas. Listen to me, my my Bahamian brothers and sisters. I I, I let me in, in, in full disclosure. Um, this is something that that my brother Devon, Ambassador Devon, released to me, and I never I never forgot it. And uh, this is years ago before I could even appreciate it. But now it just makes so much sense. He says this to me. He says, "There's one of the things that we must do 
before we elect, before we vote for anybody to be in government is find out who is the spiritual authority in their life. He said we should never put anybody in authority who is not under authority. Oh Lord. So I just helped you to know what to ask them. Don't ask them for no harm and turkey when they come to your house. Don't be too concerned about them visiting you when your nephew die. Don't worry about that. What is critical for you to know when anybody comes there looking for your vote? Who is the spiritual authority in your life? Who is that person that can hold you accountable? That when they speak, you listen. Close bracket. Now let's jump. Let's jump. When you need clarity on a word, and you're not sure whether this is a word from the Lord or not, you need to know how to respond and how to move concerning this word. Listen to me, beloved. This third step is where a lot of us mess up. You ought to have a spiritual authority, that spiritual authority. Paul, you know what I love when Paul writes, Paul says, the Lord has made me an apostle to you. You ever seen that scripture? He would say, I'm an, I'm an apostle to this, I'm an apostle to you. God has made me, I'm, I'm your man of God. And he takes, he takes it personal in how he defines the relationship and the responsibility and the accountability that he has before God concerning a particular set of people. Listen to me, beloved, everybody in your apostle. Everybody ain't your man of God. Everybody ain't your woman of God. I'm, I'm dealing with this because we have a generation that's rising up now who they are now on their sixth spiritual daddy. You 35 and you've got six spiritual fathers. No wonder why there's all this confusion because you're not getting the kind of direction that you are supposed to get from your, the spiritual authority in your life. Oh God, I'm almost there. But you cannot, no, you, you, you didn't have too much daddy. That's confusion. Well, who, who your mind is? If you don't have them daddy. They must be the woman at the well. You had five husbands and one she went in there. Your, 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 your man got to be the woman at the well. So, so here it is. There is a lot of confusion that is, that is being propagated and is being perpetrated and perpetuated in the church all because many of us are functioning without spiritual authority. Who is the, not a, the spiritual authority. Because some of you would say, well I, got, well, I, well, I got this apostle here, and then I got this bishop here. Well, that's my bishop from the States, and that's my covering from the States. And then I got another bishop who covers me uh, from, from Africa, and then I got two um, um, from Chile. And What you doing with all this daddy? What you doing with all this parentage? Oh Lord, have mercy! You, I got. Listen to me. I got Bible. I only bit. I only just trying to make sure you are not the father. That's the topic tonight. That's the topic tonight. You are not the father. So, so here it is. Uh, this is an order 
put in place by God and God says son you can preach this the same way you preach salvation with with strength and with with um, authority the same way you preach uh, about healing and miracles and all the other spiritual concepts that you preach son he said preach this concept of, of having fathers and that can be mothers as well in the gospel preach it strong son because there is a lot of disorder there is a lack of flow there's a lack of continuity there are many people who are groping in the dark all because that they are not aligned with the spiritual authority that God has set for their lives they have not aligned themselves with the spiritual authority that God has set for their life you're changing spiritual authority the way you're changing clothes Now, let me read the first scripture. You ready for the first one? What time it is? We're doing a good time. The first one. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's go. Let's go. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse number 14. Look at what it says. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. I like how Paul begins there. I like how Paul begins there. He says, I ain't writing what I'm writing to shame you. So if you're taking um, offense, that's your flesh. Oh God, this Paul now, this Paul, and we all like Paul, all us like Paul, because Paul is grace, 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 grace. Yeah, Paul says, I ain't writing this to shame you, but I will warn you. Now listen to what Paul says there first. Now the the, the first thing is, um, when your fathers talk to you, stop, many of us, watch this, we have left our spiritual fathers we have left that authority mothers or fathers please understand i'm using them interchangeably if it's male or female because for some of you it's being a female that god has used to birth you so it's either male or female watch this many of us because we took offense and felt ashamed or embarrassed we left our fathers and didn't even understand that what they were really trying to do was to warn us from the danger that was ahead of us but we took it from a fleshly standpoint as they were trying to insult us and embarrass us and hurt our feelings we took we, we, we allowed derision to move in we got ashamed and we left the safety of the house and now you, you missed the warning that God was giving you so you don't get into calamity so you don't get in peril but you saw it as shame and so you left the father's house and now you're getting bust up Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the CH Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 6015125 We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.